Now, back to Bet MGM Tonight. Here are Nick Ashu, Trista Crick, and Ryan Horvath on the BetQL Network, presented by Bet MGM. Quick, Ryan, how many days till week zero in college football? Uh, 17. All right. Do you have the hours? No, not in front of me. All right, fair enough. No. We got our first college football coaches poll. Came out yesterday. Georgia's one, Michigan's two, Bama's three, Ohio State four, LSU five, USC six. We can go all the way down the list as the rest of this goes. Uh, I, I will say 17 this. days, 17 hours, there 38 minutes, 39 seconds. I knew you'd get it right. I need to get the countdown just where we need it to be. Uh, these, these preseason I polls. Was distracted. It's like preseason All-Americans, too. Like, it's kind of dumb when you think yeah. about it because you sit there and you look at a team, you jump on what they did last year, but it's harder to compare college football teams now this season to last season anymore because everybody looks different in the transfer portal. So we sit here now and look around and go, okay, great, but really what does this end up meaning? I do know this, your Oregon Ducks, Trista, 15th. Here we go, soon we sh- to be out of the Pac-12. As we should be. We, I'm so tired of the Oregon Ducks being ranked in the top 10 and very clearly not being a t- caliber team. Like That's just what it's been because it's a sexy team. They've had success. They were a monster in Pac-12 play for many years, even after Chip Kelly left. We went through coach after coach and continue to win you know, 11, 12 games, right? And this team's just not very good. And they lose to teams in in conference that they shouldn't lose to uh, Arizona State Arizona Stanford whatever I mean every year you're guaranteed to have that happen once maybe twice I think they almost lost to Washington State last year maybe they did lose to them I blacked the year out uh the Anthony Brown year two years ago was maybe one of the worst most dismal years uh and that was the first year actually Ryan and I watched college football together so uh he knows he knows how sad it was a lot of hype and not a lot of payback, so I'm glad we're just mediocre, 15th ranked. I am curious, though, uh, PJ's team uh, get a little, like a little knocked down a smudge for the very first time. A lot of things that I'm reading says that it's actually good for Alabama. Peej, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, anytime Saban has something that he can use to motivate his team, I think it's a good thing. I think what Michigan has coming back, though, they are the rightful number two team. Obviously, Georgia's one. I mean, they're, they're the two-time champs. Michigan... And Ryan can attest to this. I mean, in this day and age in college football, you usually don't see this much returning firepower coming back for an offense. McCarthy's one of the best quarterbacks in the country. They have two of the best running backs in the country. Their O-line's going to be one of the top units in football. So they're stacked on offense, and this could be one of the better defenses, especially defensive front that Harbaugh's had at Michigan. So they're the rightful number two team. Um, Honestly, I I think you could make the argument that Bama could even be lower. Thank you. Just because... I think yeah. they're three off of reputation. Say, and this thank is, you for being honest, too. No, this is one of their... Ohio State should be ahead of Alabama. I, I think you can definitely make that argument. I mean, Bama... I think LSU should be above both of them. I think they could. I, I think LSU... I mean, if, I, if if this is my rankings, I would have Georgia as the number one team in the country. Yes. Because you have to have Georgia as the number one yes. team in the country. I would have Michigan as yes. number two. I completely agree with everything that you're saying. The only thing is, man, the J.J. McCarthy love is kind of crazy, right? Like where you're seeing some of those reports that J.J. McCarthy by the end of the season might be a better pro prospect than Kayla Williams. Yeah, let's I don't relax. even think he's a better pro prospect than I don't even think he's the Drake third May. best quarterback prospect. Uh, Bama's way too high. I think they could surprise everybody and win 11 games, but I just, man, I like LSU a lot this year. That's why I played Jaden Daniels to win the Heisman. They bring back everybody on offense. Brian Kelly's a very, very, very good coach. I like the recruiting class. I like what they did in the portal. And, uh, I mean, I know it's a tough schedule. Like, you open up with Florida State, and that's a really tough Florida State team. But, 
Um, I think LSU should be a little bit higher. I love Ohio State, like the skill position players. But oh, wide receivers McCord- loaded. Travion Henderson yeah. in the backfield. Still that offense, even even with the fact that it's not going to be C.J. Stroud anymore. Yeah. We know how they cycle through quarterbacks there. Yeah, that's, that's the concern. And then, um, you know, the team, like the one thing that I saw, like the two things actually, really quick here. P.J., UNC at number 20 I find to be ridiculous. Um, I love Drake May. I know that they bring back, what, eight, nine starters on offense, but that defense is really bad. Oh, it's terrible. And then Texas A&M, I think, is going to be the biggest riser. Them at 25. I know Mm -hmm. it's Jimbo, and I know that they've underperformed the last couple of years, but that was the number one recruiting class, and I think that they finally live up to the hype. And Jimbo's finally given up play calling. How about Texas at 12? I thought that was laughable. How are they not a top 10 team? I mean, that's the most talented team in the country. I get why they're not getting more respect, but I definitely think that they're a top five team. You could almost argue that it's two schools, Alabama and Texas, going off recent reputation. Alabama's at three because of their reputation and their Alabama, but also Texas, the program that we've been waiting to kind of get back to where they used to be back in the day. I'm with you on North Carolina, though. I I understand Drake May could be the number two pick in the draft. Yeah. But this is a team that what lost four straight at the end of last year. They started to destroy we saw two years ago where they were in well, I think they were number ten to open the twenty twenty one season. They finished six and seven. They play South Carolina to open the season. If if they lose to South Carolina right off the bat, we'll know that UNC is not even close to what we thought they were. And some of this, again, this is the preseason, right? So you're going off of a lot of hype, you're going off a lot of expectations, you're going off of a roster that you just see on paper. Yeah. Absolutely. Who do you like in the Pac-12? Like, Trista, if you were going to make a bet, would it be Oregon? Because my only concern, I wanted to bet Oregon. And if you look at second-year coaches, the success they've had, they've won at least 12 games the last three in their second year, and I love Dan Lanning. My only concern is Bo Nix completed 70% of his passes last year. None of us saw that coming. Had his best year as a college quarterback, even with the high ankle sprain those last couple games of the season. Still rushed for over 500 yards. But I think the loss of Dillingham as an OC is going to be huge because that's who recruited him at Auburn, spent two years there at Auburn with him. That's my only concern is the play calling for Bo Nix and and him having, you know, like duplicating what he did last season. That'd be my only concern. But they're kind of, I don't know, man. Like USC, the back half of their schedule is loaded. Where would you go, Washington or USC? Or what would you you think? I think it would probably be Washington uh, just because I think that, Dillingham moving on is is big for Bo Nix. What we know about Bo Nix is that there's a a large disparity between his ceiling and his floor. When yeah. Bo Nix is bad, he's really, really bad. And now Michael Penix Jr. has been bad at times too. Not so much at Washington though. Um, but Michael, uh, but Bo Nix's first year at Oregon to me was very rough to the point where people were nicknaming him Bo Picks, right? So he comes back, he's got a new OC, to, and, and he's not as comfortable, right, as he was with Dillingham. So I think that's my main concern is just how this offense is going going to function. But I love Dan Lanning. Uh, I do think Oregon will probably find a way to win ten games. Uh, but it would probably, if I'm not gonna, if I'm not gonna take USC because obviously the offense is so potent defensively we'll see but if I'm not going to take USC because I don't love the value at plus 200 I think it probably would be Washington what would you do Ryan yeah I mean like I love Kalen DeBoer I love that offense I think Penix is going to have a monster year it's just the schedule is tough I like the schedule for Oregon I like the schedule of defenses that that offense is going to see for Oregon this season but they do have some tough games obviously I know it's chalky. I don't love the price for USC, and the second half of the schedule is loaded. But I do think that they beat Notre Dame. 
And I love Caleb Williams. I think the offense might even be better. And I actually think the defense is going to be a lot better. Like, we talked about this last night. Yeah, they bring back nine starters, Mm -hmm. but half of those guys aren't even going to be starters. I like Alex Grinch more than most. Last year, even though that they were really bad, if you look at what he had to what he had to work with, right? So they were still rated outside of the top 60, obviously. But look what they were the year before Alex Grinch got that job. So I think that they're going to be better. I actually like what they did in the portal. So I know it's chalky, but like last year I was like, ah, it's too early. I don't trust Lincoln Riley year one at USC. And they won double-digit games. And I know they faded down the stretch. And thank God that they did because I bet Utah... Um, but Caleb Williams. Oh, we remember, also, we but, remember that but, you bet Utah. But Caleb Williams also got hurt. You know what I'm saying? So as chalky as it is, like I think the smart play would be USC, but I don't love the price. I tried to make the case for Washington. I just bet win totals. I didn't play anybody to win the conference. You know, like last year, I got a better number even in season on Utah because they dropped some tough games. But I love them, but I don't. I don't like them enough this season, especially because I don't know if Cam Rising is going to be ready for Week One. He tore his ACL in the bowl game. And if he's not ready week one, I know Florida's projected win totals five and a half. That's still a tough game, even though it is at home this year at Utah. It's a tough schedule this year. So Pac-12, it's going to be really, really loaded this year. And it's a shame that it's going away, but uh, I can't wait. It's the for Pac-4. We now refer to it as yeah, the Pac-4. Pac-4. Remember that. Well, maybe. Unless the Mountain West then merges and it's a whole new thing. Yeah. I actually think Oklahoma, if we're just going to look at teams on paper, I know they were only 6-7 and seven last year. I love them. But sitting at 19, I actually like the over 9.5 in their win total. Like I know that's, it's a bit high from a team that only won six games last year, but you have another year of Dylan Gabriel playing for them. I know he was kind of already in the offense you know, beforehand. He understood it. But like you've got Jackson Arnold in there if you need another quarterback. He's a five-star recruit. You've got all the they, – they added a ton of talent in the transfer portal, and that's why this is it's so hard to gauge a lot of teams in college football this time of year because you have this free agency that we just didn't have before where one year to another year you can completely address all of your needs defensively or offensively and I just I think Brett Venables under in year two with that team just with the way that they've improved that roster that's a team that really underachieved last year I was high on them last year too I didn't think they'd win 10 games but this just feels like a season now where people aren't talking about Oklahoma we see what they've done in the offseason and you can kind of play that up in the locker room, too, right? Be like, you see that? Say 19th, right? Come on now. Yeah. We're behind Texas and Kansas State and TCU. Oh, hold on. Let's let's remember this, guys. Let's post this up. Like, sometimes that stuff matters. It probably matters more for college kids than NFL players because a lot of them have heard all the speeches already. But, like, this type of bulletin board material, however you want to create it, that can work. And I think Oklahoma's in a position to, re- to really have a year, I think, where people are underestimating them right now. That's a really good point. Like, I bet Texas over nine and a half wins. I bet Texas to win the Big 12. I like Sark, and I think that's the most talented team. They lost five games last year, and all five were by a touchdown or less. They had a tough loss to Bama where Mm -hmm. Quinn Ewers gets hurt. Even if Quinn Ewers struggles like he did at times, like he's got Arch Manning there, Malik Murphy breathing down his neck, but I completely agree. I like Oklahoma to go over their win total, and I mean, it's a small little play, but I also bet Dylan Gabriel to win Heisman, just because last year... Like you said, they were a disappointment, but when he was on the field, he threw for over 3,000 yards, 25 touchdowns, and he played 11 games. What was crazy is year one, after Lincoln Riley, post-Lincoln Riley, they actually averaged yardage-wise, they were better. The problem was they would throw up all over themselves when they got into the red zone. So they averaged 500 total yards of offense, but only 37 points per game. But the numbers were also skewed. So that was 11 games with Dylan Gabriel. The two games he missed, they averaged 12 points per game, and only uh, 275 yards. So, like, that just shows what he does when he's healthy. And if they win 10 games, or who knows, they win the Big 12, even though I think it's Texas, he could win the Heisman. Who knows? Like, 
I, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be a quarterback, so I, I just like the price. If you can find anything like 60-1 to 1 or anything like that. Am or I, better. Am I think I cr- also... Go ahead. I was going to say, am I crazy to like Iowa when you look at their schedule? Wisconsin and Penn State are the only top 25 teams that are on that slate right now for them. I bet You've got Cade McNamara quarterback. Like, I know that's... That's again. Everybody's transferring everywhere. It's a different quarterback every single season, but it just it, this has that feel of like you know Iowa. It's like great regular season, and then they always let you down in bowl game, or they don't make the college football playoff, and their fans freak out over it. This kind of has that feeling of like they're unranked this year. You don't have a really tough schedule, and there's an opportunity there where I think late in the year they could actually be one of the surprise teams too. I actually like Cade McNamara, dude. He completed 64 yeah. percent of his passes in the 16 games he started at Michigan. Nobody's done that at Iowa since 2015. So anything's an upgrade over Spencer Petras, who's the worst quarterback in my opinion in college football history. They avoid Ohio State and Michigan. They got 16 starters coming back. The only thing that concerns me, like you could find offshore like a juice six and a half, seven, and that's awesome because they get Penn State and Wisconsin on the road. But I agree. I think nine wins is their floor this year. I like them mm-hmm. and I like Wisconsin. Win totals what around seven and a half for most places so yeah i would go over i think they win nine games and i like wisconsin this year too year one under fickle i know that's your boy too trista yeah i love i love fickle another team that i'm really like i'm watching i'm i'm like not sleeping on and i think you're seeing them in the top 25 in the first time in a long time and that's oregon state they get dj uh and like defensively i think oregon state was the best defense in the pac-12 last year they went from worst to first overnight they have they're still loaded on defense even though they lost three guys to the nfl oregon state could be really really intriguing i could see them giving oregon a lot of problems you know i could see the civil war being very meaningful you're talking about a team that's like Probably DJ is going to thrive in that system, and the defense is going to lead the way as well. They have a ton of weapons. I like Oregon State at 18th. I, I think uh, I think they could be a sleeper for. Yeah, I don't know if they're if I'm if I'm going to like place a bet on them to win the Pac-12, but I'd certainly look at their win total. I'm glad that you brought them up actually, because you know you asked me who I would play to win the Pac-12. I did go over on their win total, and I was actually thinking about them. I love Jonathan Smith. He's probably one of my favorite head coaches in the nation. I think DJ. I think DJ, like you said, is going to thrive in that system. I think he needed to change his scenery, so it would probably be them. Like if I wanted to look at price, you know, and I wanted to go with a sleeper, it would be them or UCLA. Like I know UCLA replaces a lot, but I like the guys that they replace the guys with. You know what I mean? Like I think Moore might be an upgrade over DTR if he even ends up being the starter. Um, I like Carson Strong just as much as I like Zach Charbonnet. I think they're going to be really good this season. And I think Chip Kelly has the best defense he's had since he's got that job. And I know people just want to write off Chip Kelly, and they laugh because, you know, he didn't pan out in the NFL. But Been a he's a good, college, good coach. college coach. Yeah. yeah, and it's funny because, like, it looked like his offense, like everybody had just caught on, you know, and he was, like, it was, like, past his prime. But, man, I mean, he's been a lot of fun at UCLA. And so probably those two teams. But I completely agree on Oregon State. I think they're going to be a 9-10 win team this year again. He's... He's got found a way to improve the UCLA program like year after year, right? Yeah. And I think that's the big thing. And it's like we have some of these uh, – there's there's these other programs over in college football too where you look and Florida State now kind of rising up and becoming that popular pick for everybody again. Jordan Travis, Heisman contender. Johnny Wilson out there with wide wide receiver. Like, he's like nine foot tall. And people they, – they, everybody's huge. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's huge in Florida State. They're all massive receivers. So I think Florida State's got a real opportunity this year to kind of rise. Like a lot of people think Texas could. Oh, we still got a long list of defensive props. Some more spots to jump on next. Bet MGM the night.